Uh, I'm attempting to do something very, very crazy. Sometimes I, I think about ideas that I have now and I go, <laughs> oh, here's another dumb one you're coming up with. Well, then again, I go, well, I've, I've been doing dumb ideas all my life. And so why stop now, right? I think we'll stick with that one. That train of thought. Why stop now? Ah. All right, let's get on talk about it. Artificial love, we just make it up. Cause reality will never be good enough. And even if it was, we just mess it up. Cause we already are addicted to the rush. I never meant to fall. All I wanted was a touch. Hey! CDB, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett. If you're connected to this when it's released, then it is day 28 of month 8, 2023. It's a significant day around at least these parts where I come from, this corner of these states united. I'm sure that that other parts would uh, agree or can uh, concur with my my feelings but i don't know where those parts are i appreciate you some of you who are listening from other parts uh wherever you are i hope that the sun is shining bright and and again maybe you maybe you can concur with what i'm saying but i I don't know you know that's why it's a good thing you know while i'm thinking about that if you would go on over to uh hey it's edb tiktok instagram just go to heyatcdb.com. That data, data help you take care of business, and uh, you know you can figure out where I be, and then you can tell me where you where you at, and, and then I can know if you you know understand what I'm trying to say. I haven't told you what I'm trying to say. Yeah, today, as I said, is day 28 of month eight, and for the first time in my lifetime. All the institute, well, most of the institutions around here, uh, the community colleges, at least Tidewater community, went back last Monday. But this is the first time that I am aware in my life that the uh, primary schools, the uh, primary education institutions, that's the K-12 uh, places, you know, like your Maury Highs, your... Blair Middles, your Bowling Park Elementaries, you know, those those places are on the same starting line, if you will, as the higher education, the higher institutions like the Norfolk States, the uh, Old Dominion Universities or everybody's going back to school today is what I'm trying to say. And I've had this this thought uh, that is percolating it's been percolating for some time and it came out of a out of a spirit if you will of frustration it came out of a spirit of well i guess frustration is good we that that sums it up i had uh, been revisiting my uh, well you know my schooling was deprioritized and why i mean it's details the major the major detail is i ran out of money the minor details are what they are and 
But before I had my education deprioritized, um, I was having this moment of, okay, so what do I do now? How do I uh, survive in this culture? I didn't even know <laughs> truthfully what I was doing in college because I never thought I'd get there. And so uh, there was no, no really plan of attack. And I don't know why me and, and certain individuals just don't get along. I, I don't know why they don't get along. You you have a, you I, I want to talk to all the folks who sat down with your academic advisors. I'm talking about all the higher ed educational people. You had a meeting. Oh, I'm sorry. It sometimes I just have these like poof moments. You know. I was thinking maybe it's not that I didn't get along with them. Why do they have to see like thousands of people in the course of a day? You know, they, they're always looking for somebody or always got to check out somebody. I'm actually seeing my academic advisor from TCC right now. I don't remember that lady's name, but she was kind of a tall lady. What was that lady's name? Nonetheless, um, she was the one that, you know, had to give me the unfortunate news that my college had been had been defunded. Uh, but they got to see a lot of people. Right. So. <laughs> it's a possibility that they're just stressed out and and they don't have an attitude with you but they're just they're, 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 mm, they gotta deal with folks you know yeah I, I was just thinking about we gotta take a swig for them cause lord bless their heart mm -hmm. mm. yeah take a swig for your, acad for your uh, AA your academic advisor yeah take a swig so anyway I was thinking, what should I do? And then, for some reason, this idea came to me. So I'm chasing a piece of paper. A piece of paper that is signed by a board of directors that basically certifies that I know what I already knew I knew. But then, another thought hit me. What do I really know? I thought about college and higher learning, especially uh, those fine individuals who are going to be a teacher. Right. What do they really know? Now, I am not here to say that our teachers are stupid. That is not what I'm going to say. But I am going to say that they are trained to a specific idea and ideal. And outside of that specific idea and ideal, uh, it might, you might see a teacher look like a deer caught in headlights. Back in the day, you would have teachers uh, like, uh, oh, I was trying to think of one or two of them. Uh, Mr. Vixilio. Mr. Vixilio was my earth science teacher in Maury High School. Mr. Vixilio was smart. He, he was just smart at all things earth science. And he could almost answer any question you had. Mr. Vixilio could. Then you talk about uh, people like uh, Mr. Michael Bales, who is still uh, a professor over at Tidewater Community College. He was uh, my Western civilization professor when I was uh, before, you know, my college was defunded. 
he was over there. That man could walk through Western civilization like nobody's business. Miss Cynthia Austin could, uh, oh, I still remember how she could describe and uh, prepare, or should I say could uh, illustrate. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Things like parallelograms and the, geometry was just she could she could that was me snapping my fingers it was just like that for her those educators miss wise miss blanche wise was also over at um i think she did biology was it biology i don't remember but these are these were teachers that were good at what they did miss wendy dingle who's my English teacher in 11th and 12th grade. Teachers who were good. Now you might have one or two of those that exist. And <laughs> to be fair, I met all of those professors at, you know, when they were severely tenured. What were they like when they first started? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it could it could be that, you know, I'm not giving uh, these youngins a, a, a good pass. But then again, Miss Miss Wilgus Knight was she was pretty good. She was young. I don't know what I'm trying to. I, I, I don't know if I can justify it. The moral of the story is you got some. And I notice I only named the good ones. I didn't name any of the ones that I thought were shite. Because there was a couple over there that I thought were shite. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, that was me thinking, like, I had to, I had to part, I just had to, mm, because, because they were coming out, you know, you know, sometimes I just don't care, and, and I'll just blurt out, and I was like, no, Eric, it, it's, it's not, 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 you know, they have families, because some of them are dead, but they have families, and, you know, so we don't, we don't want to do that. Back to where I was thinking before. I went off into that tangent. I was thinking about what do I really and truly know? And then I thought about institutions like Yale, institutions like Harvard, institutions like Morehouse. At these institutions, you have uh, professors like uh, Lewis Henry Gates. You have professors like... Uh, um, Oh, what's the guy's name? I I I talked about him like fourteen times. You know who I'm talking about. He is the he is the prince of philosophy. Always wears the black suit with the tie. He's got the same uniform. Doesn't change. What is that man's name? He's a doctor. Oh God, I can't. Remember. I don't. I think he's he was a Bernie man, wasn't he? Oh man, I'm looking at that guy in my head. He's just right there. And I can't think about who he is. Um, Pauls. Dr. Cornell West. That's his name. He's a Princeton professor. He's running for president in 2024 as a third party candidate. That'll be interesting. Um, but you have these professors who are at these institutions and they are providing students with access to the system. 
what we're getting in our lower institutions are basically uh, the the scraps. We get enough around here to survive, to to just have a decent understanding and, and a basic understanding of, of what is going on and how you can manipulate same. But when you but when you really want to talk about how the world works and how to effectively change same, you ain't going to get it at a Norfolk state. You maybe an ODU, possibly. ODU is doing some things. Um, and it's not a shot to these institutions. It's just that uh, that is not where you look when you want to talk about uh, what is going on or who the change makers are. Yes, there's some people that come out of those institutions that went on and did some great things. But the actual a body that manipulates the system are the Princetons and the Morehouses and, and the Yales and the Harvards. And so what happens is that you have this form of elitism that pops out. And that elitism then alienates the whole culture. So you have the nose and they don't knows. And so that's kind of where my thought process came here, thinking about this educational season, is how do you take what's out there, take the discussions that technically exist, they're, they're public knowledge, many of these discussions. Cornell West is out there. Uh, Lewis Gates is writing a, a, a nice little uh, dictionary that's going to come out in two years. I look forward to, to getting me a copy of that and trying to see what's up in there. Uh, you got various other uh, avenues that lead to uh, the information that's being disseminated at these institutions, but they just don't trickle down. And so in this education season, I was thinking, okay, so... How do we bring the top to the middle? It's kind of what Biden is talking about in his Bidenomics, which we'll get to in just a second, a little bit of, should I say, down the road at least. Then we have a second problem that I thought about. And that second problem was you have higher institutions that are the pillars of change. This is where the change, where liberalism, where conservatism, so forth and so on is birthed, where the Democrats and the Republicans and, and the Bernie bros and, and liberalism and, and green, all these people, they, all the, they're birthed out of these institutions like uh, uh, University of California, Berkeley, and all these other places. So the problem with that is that in order to get inside and have a connection to that change, you have, to, you have to be one of three things. You either have to have severely rich parents who can basically just stroke twenty or $30,000 a year for you to go to school. Two, you have to be severely poor, which means that the government can look at your mama, who, because it's probably going to have to be a single parent situation here, and just say, you know what, this kid ain't got no money, and we're just going, we just, it's by the goodness of our heart, we're just going to let him in school. 
That's the second place. Then the third thing is you just want to go out and just drown yourself in debt. And so you will work at the supermarkets. You'll basically find yourself working for about 20 to 30 years to pay off your mortgage and your student loans. And probably you're going to pay off your mortgage first because student loans can be a biatch. So what happens to the people who don't fit in those three categories? They, they don't, they don't get it. They, they are basically dumb and stupid by society standards. So that got me to thinking. Two, you have the elitist and the people who are making change and the common man, like the Norfolk Stadium, or because you also have to look at it from the perspective of even though there are people who go to college and get degrees, they can't afford to go to these major institutions because the more prestigious the institution, the higher the bill is, right? So even people with degrees are still disenfranchised and disconnected from the change makers and the super uh, academic or academic elitism or elitists. And then you got the people who can't go to the Magnum or the thank you lotties. Right, that's the difference between the Magnum, the Summa, and the you get. Okay. So how do we make sure that everybody at least has access to it? That That's my train of thought. Now, what you do or what we would do in these conversations will not get you college credit anywhere. You can't say, oh, I went to Eric Barrett's uh, school or his podcast. I listened to that. And, and, you know, I could trade them in for some credits, right? Because I learned under him. No, no, that ain't how this game, no, that ain't how this is working, player. But what I will say is that we will learn basically the same things that they are learning in those institutions. And hopefully, maybe there is a possibility we can find a way to, if that is your desire, which I don't even know if that even is a desire anymore. That's why colleges are suffering right now because really you don't need it. But we're going to break down some things. Now, a college semester a full-time college semester, for those of you who have been to college, please excuse me for insulting your intelligence, but a full-time college semester is about 15 hours, 12 minimum, 15 is a good sweet spot, 18 is you just a total badass. So somewhere in between those, what I mean by 15 credit hours, before I move on, for those of you who understand, please excuse me, uh, Every course, for the most part, you have some that are uh, considered to be what they call one credit hour, but then you have some courses that are considered three credit hours, which means if you have a course that you attend Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from, say, 8 to 8.50, that is what you consider a college hour, which is a college credit. So Monday is one credit to Wednesday is the second credit. Uh, Friday is the third credit. Now you have three units. That's 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 how you get a college credit. If you do five of those, then you are a 15 credit college student. Five of those three. Now there are some ones in there. Like there might be a class that is just you know, for one hour, one time a week. 
You only get one credit from that. So you kind of got to look through the catalogs and talk to your, your double A when, when you're dealing with that. What have I done here is what you're asking. I have gone through and I have looked at shout out to Tidewater Community and also to O Dominion University. What I have done is I have looked at five courses that literally shape how society operates. Are these the five courses? No, there are multiple courses that shape. We're not going to talk about anything uh, science this time. We're not going to talk about anything. Uh, uh, well, science is one of the main ones that we, we, we eliminated. And we'll, we'll deal with that down the road because that, that can be very complicated and severely controversial. And, and it takes a little time to understand those things. But what we did do, as I said, is we put together a package of courses that I believe are what you call the starter courses for me. The, the, if I was walking in and I said, I am on a academic journey to get a degree in life, what are the courses I should take? These are the five I personally believe you should start with. And we're going to break each of those down in just a few moments. We're going to do it over the course of the next. Uh, well, we're going to take this week to kind of break down what we're looking at, because this is kind of the first week of school. And to not hold you up all day today, uh, I'm just going to. Well, I think I will. I think we can give the whole list today. And then break them down starting tomorrow, right? If you listen to this, then it's like Monday morning. So, you know, you, you're on your way to class, right? So you really haven't started school yet. Unless some of y'all started on Saturday, which I, I think the only thing that you introduced yourself to on Saturday was a bar. <clears throat> Won't even open. What's the point of having a flask if it's not open? Uh. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. As a matter of fact, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to take a serious drinking party right here and uh, take a little pause, as they say, for the calls. Share it with somebody. Shout out to all the people who are listening to this via Spotify. Uh, I really appreciate you. Got to get those Spotify numbers up because that's how we get paid. And also, um, go to heyisedb.com. Go over there, and you can find a little bit about who I am and what I do and all this good stuff. And, uh, yeah, let somebody know. Like, I heard this man doing something. I don't know what it is, but I think it's going to be super intriguing. So I, I, I think we should listen. All right? I'll give you some time to slide somebody's DMs. Make, make sure it's consensual, okay? Yeah, I'd appreciate that. All right? Let's take a little pause and then when we come back, we're going to break down uh, what we got going on with this, uh, with these courses, if you please. Artificial life. Artificial life. Artificial life. So I told you, thank you for being a part, by the way, and thank you for staying with me and all the folks that you told 
that you, you know, they should hang out with me. I appreciate you for doing that. I am. I told you that I had some courses that I've been thinking about. These are the five courses that if I were walking into a double A, an academic advisor's office, and she said, or he said, what are you here for? I said, I'm here to get a degree in life. This is where we would start. The first one is introduction to literature. I used to hate books. Oh, I had this one cock blocker. Mm, Jesus, I'm sorry. You remember I told you earlier about them teachers that won't work a damn? This is one of them. And she just ruined my literary, just ruined my literary life to the point where I hated reading. I had PTSD, if you will, as it pertains to reading. And what I have found is not something that is, you know, a new revelation. They argued uh, particularly in the in the back in the day that if you wanted to hide something from a person, you put it in a book because nine times out of ten they either couldn't or they wouldn't read it. And so there's a lot of little nougats inside of books. Uh, the first book that we're going to read starting uh, is the Dung Beetles of Liberia. If you can find that somewhere. It's by Daniel V. Mirror Jr. It's uh, we'll talk about what that is and, and who that is and all that stuff. Uh, when we really get into literature time. But I found by reading people's biographies and autobiographies, particularly the people who are in power, people like uh, uh, Prince Harry. Uh, this book, The Dung Beetles of Liberia. Also, literary documents uh, about former presidents and uh, former world leaders or former world, uh, I don't really like to call them world leaders, but you know, to some degree in some countries when you're dealing with communism and all that stuff and dictatorships, they are considered leaders. Oh, can you see that Putin is in me? Okay, wait a minute. That was going somewhere. I don't know if I really wanted to go. Um, but when you read these books, you get a sense because it's hard to tell these literary stories on TV. I mean, it would take a lot, a lot to you talking about nine or ten hours to get through a whole book. It's no way they can do it unless they're going to do a series. And even that's going to be a little bit warped and and put together for cinematic purposes to sell some tickets. But so reading the book is literally where you're going to get the whole Kit Canical Boodle. That's the first thing to talk about. The second piece of business is introduction to public policy. Now, that right there is where the whole cookie crumbles because you're talking about not characters. You're talking not about politicians. You're talking not about, um, politics. Woo. I think about that and I get hiccups. 
I just had a flashback about that Republican debate that just came on TV a couple of days ago by Fox News. That is what you call politics. That is what you call the battle for personalities. But after you get through all that garbage, then you get into the actual policy. And policy is something that the average person cannot deal with because policy says what can and cannot happen, what does and doesn't make sense. And sometimes, actually most times, what does and does not make sense completely contradicts the politics of the day. Donald Trump is a very, very extremely good moment of politics. Policy-wise, it is stupid. Completely stupid. Mr. Joe Biden, president of the East States United currently, is a very, very, very bad piece of politics. But policy-wise, he's probably one of the modern-day greats as it pertains to policy. And you know why you would probably disagree with me? Because public policy is a conversation that most do not have, which is why I think that should be on this list. <sighs> then you have some other things that should get added to this list. Uh, interpreting the American past. I believe, number one, you can't understand literature. You can't understand public policy without diving into literally what happened to get us here. That's, for the most part, what you discover, what you talk about in literature. A, a book like Prince Harry is nothing more than a recanting of his past. A book like The Dung Beetles of Liberia is nothing more than a recanting of the past. Understanding and being able to interpret effectively what happened back yonder is probably the only way to successfully build a strong future. I, I look at people who are on boards, particularly DEI boards, and and I know I pick on them a lot because I, I do a lot of work with them. Uh, but they come in and, and they're very smart people. They're very passionate people. But the problem is they come in and they're young and societally inexperienced. Like there was a, a politician that came into town and uh, she was a Navy person. And I think she said this publicly, so I, I don't feel bad saying it, but uh, she came in and, and she wanted to do good in the town. She came from Chicago and she wanted to do good here in Norfolk. And we got the opportunity to connect and we were talking and she's like, yeah, cause this is the problem. That's the problem. And I was just, and I said, wait a minute, dude. Oh, just hold him in, just hold him in pimp. Here's the problem. It's Thursday. Now watch what I'm getting ready to say with this analogy. It's Thursday. You miss four days this week in the scale of social policy. 
it's 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 for those who are confused. It's like you and I, you and me, listening to me right now, wherever you are, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I appreciate you. It's like you and I are on the job since Sunday, the beginning of the week, and it came at the dawn of the first of the week. You and I showed up. Here's somebody want to come up in here on Thursday and want to talk about what we need to do starting Thursday without any understanding of what the hell we've been doing Sunday to Wednesday. That is why interpreting the past is important. Figure out what has happened around here. And then from understanding who we were, whether good, bad, or indifferent, capitalize on it. I think we'll we'll learn a little bit from that. Then you you can't, you know, do anything without a little bit of sports. Understanding the art of sports, the art of athleticism, the art of athletes. What drives an athlete? What motivates an athlete? Is sports just designed for our uh political entertainment, because truth be told, that's literally what it is nowadays, political theater in in its own right. It's a little bit more physical, but it's still, it's physical political theater. So what is driving this system? The NFL being one of the biggest branches of the physical political theater there is right now, next to WWE and UFC, which is a, a, a branch to himself, even though those two emerged together, UFC and WWE now. So you look at all those things, the business aspect of it, the, the psychology of it, all, all, all that comes into play. And then you get to watch the games and you get to see how they're navigating through the field. What makes a Patrick Mahomes and an Aaron Rodgers stand out from a Drew Brees or, or how do they compare to a Dez Bryant or how do they compare to an Emmett Smith or uh, insert whoever here? That's the, that's the fundamental fun of looking and understanding. And then how is the media responding to that? How does sports media, how do you tell the story of sports to make it more inclusive, not just to an old man who's sitting there with a beer belly, but to the wife who may not find this interesting, who may not understand the game, who may just see, they heard, they heard this was 60 minutes but really it's like five hours. And how do you go, how do you get five hours out of 60 minutes? What is a two minute conversion? What is a timeout? What is all these different things that just to some degree make sports not, for some of us, just not fun? We're gonna talk about that. And finally, the final aspect is how do we physically get ourselves in shape? And the thing that I think is important and significant about how sports talk and uh, personal sports come together is because it really allows for us to be able to say, okay, this is what athletes do on the field. But also, how does some of those activities translate to me as a human being getting myself in shape 
maintaining my health, both physically and even, dare I say, mentally. So, if you again, if this was the first semester of a degree in life, I, I think that we, we was on track. What would you say? Again, all of these different things can be found. These classes are offered. If you're a person who's like, okay, I heard you, I heard what you're doing over here, but uh, uh, are these real classes? Yeah, they're offered at ODU here in Norfolk. I'm sure your institution may be in the school where, where you are located near may have it. Definitely check your community colleges and see if these things are offered and possibly you can go down there and uh you know sign up for the class maybe you can say you know what i i i, I need these courses go on down there and get them but for those who can't what i propose at the end of our time after we get done with this what i propose is that we will have successfully given everyone who listens, everyone who joins in with this, every possible avenue. We're not going to give them the tools. We can't do that because the, the tools will always change. But we can give them every possible avenue, every possible, we can point them in every possible direction to get the tools that they need to graduate, if you please, with a degree in successful citizenry and a successful life. That is my goal at the end of this. Mm. So I hope you join in with me. I hope that this made sense to you. If not, I look forward to the journey that is ahead. And you know what? In some of these, we might bring some politicians in. Let them sit down and uh, and share a spell break down especially when we talk about public policy that's going to be fun to see who we can get to uh really think about these things through and through hmm? all right i thank you again on behalf of the platform which you've chosen to consume this i also thank you that you care for your friends and family you already slid this into somebody's dms and told them hey man we need to be in here we need we need we need to be about it about it I appreciate you. I appreciate you also because you care. That's why you shared, because you care for your friends and family. Mm -hmm. And your communities you care. Again, you share because you care. And finally, you pray. And you send your thoughts. Or you do either or. I really don't care how it operates as long as you're something of your mental and and personal and emotional self is in the direction of the people who lace up the uniform. Not just of these states united, but civilized and uncivilized nations all over this world. And I look forward to chatting with you. Lord willing and the crick don't rise. We're going to get, as they say, to, to it. All right. Till then, for me and mine. Unto you and yours. Laters! Artificial life. Artificial life.